Hey everybody, welcome to Think Your Way to an Epic Life. And today we've got a real treat. Um, Robbie Faith has been in real estate for quite some time and he started investing when he was just a baby and it has really paid off for him. And he's here and he's willing to share with us what he's done there. He's also got a great team. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Robbie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I get to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. So, so talk to me about the beginning. Where were you born? So I was born here in Albuquerque. Okay. Um, and I'm a native, you know, and I ended up just staying here. I went away for a little bit, um, but I came back just, just because my family's here and I just love New Mexico. So it's always been my home. They can always have a home base here. Okay. Okay. So your family and everybody is still here now. Most of my family's here. I've got my, uh, my, my brother is actually in Grand Junction, Colorado, but my mom and dad and my sister, and of course, you know, my family, we're all here now. Albuquerque and my wife's side, they're all here. So it's helpful. We've got three young kids, and you kind of like have to be close to family, you know, with having young kids because we need as much help as we can get right now. Absolutely. That is a full-time job in and of itself. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So you grew up in Albuquerque. You went to school here. Yeah. Went to school here. Um, went to uh, UNM. Graduated from University of New Mexico. I, I got my bachelor's degree in marketing. And it was that's quite an accomplishment for me because I, I've never really planned on using my degree. I just did it because I wanted to say that I did it. And I quit school for a little bit to get into real estate, actually. Um, and this was in a really bad time in the market. My plan was to be a full-time real estate flipper. And this was like 2008. Oh, so, you know, of course, timing wise, it was just not the most opportunistic time, but bought a house, I bought it really good at the time. It was, it was priced right. And I tried to flip it, kind of um, didn't do a full remodel on it, tried to sell it. Of course, I couldn't sell it. And this is kind of like uh, my first uh, um, experience flipping a house. I gave myself, I had about 30 days um, to sell it. That's how much money I had left over to carry the mortgage. So... Needless to say, I couldn't sell it, um, but you know, I tell this story a lot because I'm such a believer in real estate. Real estate is so forgiving, so I was able to convert it to a rental property, and luckily, I, you know, I didn't lose any money on it. I held on to it for about eight years and sold it at a later point. But at that at that time, I was done, you know, with my whole flipping experience. So I went back to school and finished. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I want to dig in here. Okay, that, that is so <laughs> cool. Okay, so so for everybody listening. If you, if you try it and it doesn't work, you don't quit. Would that be your advice? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you got to, if it's something you're passionate about, you know, your passion will keep you, you know, focused on the end goal. And, you know, luckily that's been the case for me. Okay. So you have this rental and it's paying your mortgage. Yeah. Was there any cash flow? Uh, I, was, I was breaking even for a long time. And, you know, I was like 19 years old, I was 19 or 20 for the very beginning part of it. And it was, I was managing it myself entirely. So, you know, I show up to this house and meet people and it's some 19 year old kid interviewing people. And, you know, I had to process down as far as, you know, the questions I wanted to ask. And you know, I did things, of course, all above board. Um, but I had a process and people, you know, once I started talking, I think they realized that I knew what I was doing and I was lucky to find some really good tenants. Um, we had two or three, I think, over the eight years that I held on to it. And they took good care of the property for me, and I was able to hold out during that downturn. So sold it in 16, and I did 
just a little better than breaking even on it. Wow. So that was probably the worst transaction I've had um, in real estate. That was my worst deal so far. Hopefully it'll be that way forever. Right. <laughs> that is so cool. So your very first deal was just a, just, it wasn't a horrible flop. You could have done a lot worse, but it was enough to probably keep most people from continuing. Why are you different? I don't know. That's a tough question. You know, I've always been around real estate. My dad was always buying and selling houses. Um, he always had some rentals. Um, and so I got to experience that. And that was always interesting to me. I knew I wanted to be in real estate. Um, so I guess it was just ingrained in me. I just was not going to give up on it. I knew that part of it was probably some bad planning on my end. You know, I had only budgeted for a certain amount of money. I only had a month to carry it. So I was aware enough of myself to know that I probably could have done better on it. And so, you know, that self-awareness probably was a big factor. Mm -hmm. So where do you think you got that? I, I don't feel like most people have that at all. I don't know. You know, to me, it's just numbers. It's not so much, you know, that I did anything special. I wasn't, you know, I don't feel like I'm different than anybody. We're, I, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth, I feel. It's my belief. It's just, I look at real estate as a business and it strictly comes down to numbers. And, um, you know, I think that setting it up initially, I could have probably seen that this might have been an issue had I not given myself time, had I done the proper planning, right? Knowing that the type of market, we didn't have the perspective, of course. In 08, we didn't know exactly, you know, what kind of hole we were in, right? Um, but I knew enough at that point to probably give myself a little bit more of a, a bigger budget next time and build in, um, you know, some some extra money to be able to carry it for a longer period of time. So I, I don't know that I did anything different. I feel like now, of course, it's in I feel very, I feel like it's given me uh, a, a lower tolerance for risk. Um, and so now I just, I think it has benefited me in the future just because I just, I, I plan better as a result. You protect your downside. I try to protect my downside as best that I can. And how, how do you do that? You know, just by... You know, when I do, when I buy a property, um, you know, whether it's a single family home, multifamily, typically I'm buying real estate that needs some type of value add, right? I like to buy at a discount. And so for me to be able to justify getting a discount, I buy property that needs work. So when I, you know, you do this long enough, you can kind of build out a scope of work for yourself. You do enough projects, you can get a feel for for prices pretty good. And of course, during our due diligence period, we dig into it and make sure that our numbers are accurate. But I mean, I just really comes down to getting the numbers right, building in a contingency, knowing that there's always going to be some unforeseen costs that come up. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel that I'm a little bit uh, more insulated now just because I, I self-fund all of my, my deals at this point. Wow, that is cool. So... I don't have to worry. I pay cash typically. I don't always want to do this. I want to actually get leverage in the future on some of my projects and not use my money. But, um, you know, if I own something free and clear, then, you know, it's, it's, a less, it's less risky. I don't have to have the debt service that I have to carry. Um, so I, get, I guess I'm a little bit more insulated from, from some of the risk for that reason. Okay. So it, it couldn't have started out that way, though. Yeah, no, it did not start out that way. So if we want to go back to how I was able to do this. Um, 
So that was my first experience flipping real estate. I graduated college with my marketing degree. Um, and what I ended up doing after that, I was, I was selling real estate. I got my license in 2009. Okay. So this was, I realized I was not selling that house. And in the future, it made sense for me maybe just to budget for getting my license just so that, you know, when I'm ready to sell something, I don't have to hire somebody. I had a little bit more ability to, you know, to sell without paying commissions. Right. So I started working at uh, Campbell and Campbell in this office park, actually at this building right across the street <laughs> with Ron and Randy Campbell. That's how I kind of cut my teeth in the REO market. I did that for a few years on the team. And then I had an opportunity to buy a um, Sears garage door franchise that kind of fell in my lap. Um, and so I bought this business and it kind of had, um, it was interesting to me. I mean, I never saw myself doing garage doors, right? And I wasn't the technician. I wasn't doing installations. I was just running a business. And so I did this with my sister, Amy. My sister and I had the opportunity to, to buy this. We bought it. And four years later, we sold it. I kind of saw what was coming down the pike with Sears. And so in 2015, we sold it, we made some money, and that's how I was able to kind of start getting serious about investing in real estate. You know, but knowing what I know now, I mean, I don't, I, this is what holds people back from investing in real estate. They think that you have to have your own money. And, you know, certainly that's not the case. It's just I choose to at this point in time, you know. So were you ever in the hunt for funds? Um, not really. I mean, I've always been aware of uh, creative options. So that house, the first flip was actually a seller finance deal. I put $6,000 down on that property. There was a realtor on the other end. I wasn't licensed and, uh, you know, they made all the commission. I think they reduced their commission to make the deal work. It was 2008, of course. So yeah, I was able to get into that for six or $7,000. And so that's how I purchased the first property. It wasn't cash. It was just a seller finance deal. Wow. Yeah. And so anybody can do that, right? Yeah. I mean, you just have to, you know, know how to do it. Okay. You know, you got to, you got to do your due diligence and understand how the mechanics work. And, and really, I think the biggest obstacle is a lot of people are just afraid to ask for it. Um, and this kind of is something that I, you know, I talk to my team about a lot um, with interest rates going up. You know, this is kind of a common topic for us. And we're always trying to buy with seller financing. That's, that typically is our first method or our first attempt to try to purchase because rates are a little higher, right? So if we can get a seller, if it benefits them and you're educated enough about seller financing to make them aware that there's some positive tax implications for them um, and you know they don't need that uh, mortgage if they have a mortgage on it, if they don't need that off of their credit report, um, then, you know, it could be beneficial for them to do a seller, you know, seller finance deal. Um, and, you know, there's benefit, of course, for us because, you know, then we don't have to go and get traditional financing, pay origination. We can negotiate better terms for ourselves. Um, so, you know, it can be a, a very win-win situation. You just got to know enough about it to, you know, to be dangerous, I suppose. And I think the biggest thing is most people don't ask, you know, we just, we we probe for these types of, uh, for these deals when we're talking to sellers, we kind of ask them a very simple question. If I were to pay you cash, what would you do with the money? Do you need it? And oftentimes people don't 
need it. They don't know what they would do with it. And so that's kind of our segue into educating them about another option. Well, that's pretty cool. Campbell and Campbell, is that who you would give you tip your hat to to say you helped me, you got me started? Or is it more your dad? Yeah, not really. I have much respect to them. Love the family, still in touch with them. That's how I learned, you know, my that was my first experience selling real estate. And, and man, Ron Campbell, he really lit a fire under me. There were some, there were several occasions where I was not producing it enough and I was in the hot seat. And so, you know, he, he really, you know, gave me some, uh, he gave me a couple talks and, and I don't ever forget that. So there was definitely some credit for them. But as far as the investing side goes, you know, no, it was mainly, mainly my dad, mm-hmm. well, my mom and my dad who were buying and selling real estate quite a bit. And you still have them. I still have them. And how do they feel about you now and what you're doing? Yeah, well, you know, my dad is, he's, uh, he's always given me a lot of credit. I think more credit than I deserve, but yeah, they're proud of me. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I can, you're a parent. I'm sure you can imagine how proud you would be to see your kids just take off and, and do it the right way. Yeah. You, you have mentioned win-win several times. Why is that so important? Well, you know, you know, the culture that I've been striving to develop within my team is um, integrity, integrity, investing, integrity when we're working with, you know, normal uh, buyers and sellers on the retail side. This is instrumental um, and it's been instrumental in my success just because, you know, you do the right thing and you take care of people. Um you know, you'll be taken care of. And, you know, a good portion of our business on the retail side comes from referrals. And that, I think, has been a, you know, direct um, result of us just being very transparent and forthright. Now, on the investing side, I think it's even more important, especially when you're licensed, because, you know, we're held to a higher standard as a realtor. And so when we're having conversations with sellers who need to sell, and maybe, you know, a typical uh, MLS situation is not appropriate for them. They need to get out sooner. Maybe the house needs a lot of repairs. They don't have the financial wherewithal to to do it. We like to be very honest about what the home is worth in its current condition and what it could be worth if they were able to fix it up. And we just give them the options. And so when I'm going into these appointments, I'm making multiple offers on these properties. Um, we go in and we give them options. We say, here's what you can do if you had the ability to sell this. If you have the money, you could sell this at a top dollar price. This is what a retail price would look like if you have the ability to do that. If you can't do it, this is what it would be as is on the open market in this range. Now factor in, you're gonna be paying me and another realtor to sell it. So you're gonna have commissions and closing costs. If you don't wanna go through all that hassle of showing buyers, multiple buyers your property and dealing with the consumer who's likely going to want to ask for repairs and there's going to be a retrade or renegotiation at some point, then you could deal with a professional buyer and we can make you an offer. It's going to be at a lower price, but I just need you to understand that you'll be leaving money on the table. And when you come out with just being very honest and forthright about that fact, they just, it builds rapport, it builds trust and they tend to want to do business with you. And so that has been a big factor for us. And we actually get referrals on the investment side where we'll buy a property at a pretty good discount. And we've had a good experience. The seller had a good experience. And we've gotten referrals from 
sellers um, in, in that type of scenario too. So I think that's a good indication that we're, we're trying to do the right thing. You know, That is awesome. <clears throat> so speaking to realtors yeah. who, who that's just not their thing. They're just, there's no way they're going to buy a home. There's no, how do they, how can they work with you to say, if you don't want this, if you don't want see the same script that you yeah. just used, if you don't want all that, we do have an investor who would be happy to come take a look. Yeah, Would that be something that would oh, be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. This is part of our, um, you know, marketing efforts. We, we want to help more people. Of course, we're a for-profit business. And so we want to make some more money too. And while taking care of, you know, a, a seller's need, taking care of a broker who wants to make some commission. So we welcome any realtors out there who have listings that are sitting for a while, or maybe a home that might not be a good fit to go on the open market for whatever reason, maybe it's not financeable. Then yeah, we will absolutely, we would love for this realtor to work both ends of the contract if they felt that they wanted to do that. We don't need any commission. Um, if we are able to you know, make some type of return on investment, by purchasing it as the buyer, then, you know, we would love to go that route. So yes, if there's anybody who wants to get into investing, doesn't know where to begin, um, or, you know, they have a seller client that is just looking to get out of something, please, you know, think of myself and my team and we'll take care of you. Okay. So you just opened up a whole nother uh, mentoring type thing. Are, are you charging to mentor someone to bring them up in this or? Yeah, it's definitely something I'm thinking about doing. You know, I, I'm, oh, you know, we're going back to the self awareness. Uh, you know, I get a lot of people inquiring now. I'm starting to put a lot of content out there, mm -hmm. and so I want to show people what we're doing because I've just kind of been uh, keeping my head down and quiet about things. And so my whole, um, you know, mindset has shifted. I want to like, I want to educate people. I'm very passionate about this because buying real estate has given me financial freedom. Um, we've got uh, you know over 300 rental units now over the past, and 2016 is when I started to get serious about investing. So it can happen quickly if you have the right mentor who could teach you. We could cut the learning curve. And it's now something I'm considering doing just because I don't have the, enough time to, to meet with everybody one-on-one, -on -one, right? So, you know, a group coaching or a group of putting together a course is something that I'm thinking about doing, but haven't really put it together yet. Okay, well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, of course, you know, I mean, that's the thing. You, who, did you really have a mentor or were you pretty, you kept your head down and you just studied people's books and. Yeah, I mean, did I, I didn't really, I didn't really have a mentor until recently. Um, I just always knew it was real estate. I always knew I was going to be in real estate. And so I watched people. I watched, you know, the Campbells. I watched them be successful. Um, I saw, I was watching in 2009, 2010, I was seeing all these flippers going and I would look at the history in MLS, what they paid for it, what they sold it for. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. So through observation, I suppose, I had some mentors who probably didn't know they were mentoring me, right? Reading books. Um, and now, you know, with information being as ubiquitous as it is in this industry, it's, it's easier to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of a, a mastermind right now with, um, invest with a bunch of investors throughout the United States. And so, you know, that's been instrumental for me too. And, you know, just building my network, which is 
the biggest value in joining a, a group like this is just you get access to that individual and also their whole network. Their deals? Yeah, well, their deals, their network also. And so, you know, you're just one, two, three people away from knowing somebody that you, you never imagined you, you could meet. You know what I mean? Right. So that is a big deal. And so my mind has been completely blown from that. And so I'm all in on coaching. I'm, how, how long have you been in this program? This is fairly recent. I started in March. So not quite yet a year. Who is it? His name is Justin Colby. Um, he's in Miami. And he is uh, he's not a realtor. He is a wholesaler slash flipper slash just, you know, buy and hold investor. But he's super well connected. He knows all the, you know, the big names in the business. And, um, you know, that has been pretty awesome to be a part of that group. Um, and, you know, there's other groups that I'm looking at as well. But yeah, Justin has been awesome. Shout out to Justin Colby. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Benjamin Franklin said, empty the coins of your purse into your mind. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So it sounds like you didn't empty the coins of your purse. You emptied the coins of your labor into your mind, right? That you learned it on your own. You were kind of a, of a lone ranger. And yeah. now you want to help other people not make the same mistakes you did or what? Yeah. Well, really, that's interesting how you put that. You know, you're really, you've got some good questions here making me think. Um, I am just, I think the, the days, I might get some flack for this, but the days of getting a formal education, unless, of course, you want to be a doctor, an attorney, an engineer. Yes, of course, you got to go get education. You got to get school and get your degree you end up coming out of school and often, uh, oftentimes with, um, you know, a, a big mortgage in the form of, uh, you know, student debt and you don't have a house, you don't have any real estate, no collateral to show for it. I mean, it, it's great if, if you can do something with it. But, you know, I, I am very uh, much of the mind frame that there's a lot more that you can learn um, experientially with, with people just learning from somebody who is where you want to be. Um, and you could cut years off the learning curve just by finding somewhere, you know, somebody who's doing what you want to do, work for them for free, do whatever you have to do to be around them, you know, learn by proximity, a big believer in that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, in continuing to build my portfolio and to educate people because it's given me so much, you know, financial freedom. It's given me time freedom. That's that's the real reason. It's time that I've gotten back. You know, I'm grateful I, I could stop working today if I wanted. And of course, that wouldn't make me happy because I'm not anywhere near where I expect myself to be, right? But it's just kind of as a game changer when you're not forced to do something and go to a nine to five job. God, I just, I feel for people who feel like that's the only route. There's other options out there. And so that I'm passionate about. Yes. Okay. Very fun. All right. So <clears throat> what is some of the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received. Oh, that is a tough one. Um, you know, probably just the cliche of if you're, if you're passionate enough about something, um, then you know, it doesn't feel like work for you. I feel like, I feel like if you can, if you're, are, if you are able to find your real passion, 
Um, and for me, of course, it's real estate. But if you could find that, then you know you could spend the your time focused on that, so that you can, you know, really live your dream. You know, um, that's definitely something that I would recommend to somebody: is spend time sitting down and like thinking about these things, planning. We don't do that enough. We're so um, distracted with all of this content out there. So if you're not careful, you could just get you know, overwhelmed with all this stuff and you don't ever spend time thinking about where you want to go and what you want to do. So that's been a big part for me. Um, but don't ever give up, of course. You know, persistence is just, I think, the, the real key in anything that you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. What is your, what is your favorite part about financial freedom? What does that really mean? To you, yeah, it means that. I mean, if I wake up tomorrow and I can make the choice if I want to spend the end of the day with my family, um, and I don't have to worry about you know if we're going to be able to put food on the table. So you know that's that's something financial freedom in real estate. I mean, it's legacy. It's being able to leave something for my kids. And you know, when you have kids, if you know those of you who do or don't, I don't know. It's a game changer when you have when you when you create something. You know. <laughs> And, oh, it just feels different. So that's definitely a big driver for me now. Mm-hmm. I want to just continue to build that for them and, uh, you know, leave my mark, you know, and do something good for them and you know, the world if I can. Oh, you can and you are. You are doing it. So of all the places you could hang your license, why Keller Williams? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I've been to many different brokerages. We talked about Campbell and Campbell. Mm-hmm. I was at Remax. I know you had a, a Remax brokerage, uh-huh. which I think is awesome. Um, I was at Cobalt Banker, and now I'm at Keller Williams. And so I can't say anything bad about any of them. I think I've taken you know nuggets out of all of them. Keller Williams has been. I'm hanging my license there, and I plan on staying just because it's. They give us the ability to just have complete autonomy over our business. Um, you know, the culture is just more conducive for what I'm after. People are just so open and willing to share with each other. And that's not always the case. <laughs> a lot of different brokerages, they're very guarded. You know, some of the people, they don't want to share information. It's just, you know, the opposite of that with Keller Williams. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Keller Williams. And I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't get uh, too involved in the culture. I, you know, probably would like to at some point, but... I just, you know, for those reasons, that that alone is enough for me just to stay at Keller Williams. I like it. Well, they say you become like the five people you spend the most time with. Right. And Keller Williams attracts the very best of the best. Right. And it's and it rubs off on you. It's oh, yeah. Just, it is wonderful. Well, Robbie, is there anything you want to leave our listeners and our watchers, hopefully some of them are watching with, um, advice on how they can work towards their financial freedom? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm certainly open to, uh, to chatting with people, you know, if, whether it's real estate or, you know, whatever it is you're after. Um, you know, I, I've, I've gathered a, a few things I feel like that could be beneficial for somebody. So I'm open to talk to anybody who's interested in getting into real estate or in business in general. Um, but, you know, whatever it is that you're after, just keep on moving forward and just don't stop. I mean, you got to be just relentlessly persistent in your pursuit of whatever it is you're after. And it's just inevitable. I think you'll be successful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been really rich. I appreciate uh, you. I'm sure everybody will really enjoy it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Got it. Thank you. Thank you.